Welcome everyone. You're listening to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast brought to you by Joy's House. We are so blessed and thrilled that you're here. Caregiver Crossing is a podcast created just for you, the caregiver. I am Tina McIntosh. I'm Terry Stacy, and we're here every week. How about that? We bring experts from around the country to you, and we're providing, hopefully, some comfort and resources and some joy to you, our caregivers. This podcast serves to really hug all of you, our family caregivers of today and our caregivers of tomorrow. So thank you for being here. Tina? Well, we today have the pleasure of talking with Ian Kramer. Ian is the Executive Director at Leaders Engaged on Alzheimer's Disease, also known as LEAD. If anybody is not familiar with aging Um, related industry. We really like our acronyms, but LEAD is one of the best. They are a diverse, growing national coalition of more than 90 member organizations who are committed to overcoming Alzheimer's disease and dementia. In his role at LEAD, Ian is responsible for bringing together key stakeholders from the government, uh, businesses, and civic sectors to increase attention to and awareness of Alzheimer's disease and related causes of dementia, care, treatment, prevention, and eventual cure. Welcome, Ian. Thanks for joining us this morning. Talk about the LEAD Coalition members. I know there are 90 of them. Uh, Talk about them and how they are really guiding your work. Well, and thank you for having me today, and thank you for your leadership in making sure that family caregivers have the support they need and understand that the respect that we all have for for the journey they're on. Actually, our coalition continues to grow. We're up over 100 members uh, and uh, just added a couple more within the last couple of days. And it, it speaks to this movement that we are trying to build an environment in which all organizations and all individuals feel they have a home and a place in a movement, not just to deal with the here and now, the challenges that we all face immediately, but to try to build a better future. And so the organizations that come together in our coalition, both the the 100 plus that are formal members and then another 100 or so that are informal allies, they haven't joined the coalition, but they work uh, arm in arm with us. We're trying to begin, begin that conversation and begin that change at a federal policy level. So we want to make sure that Congress and agencies like the National Institutes of Health and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and the Centers for Disease Control and even uh, federal agencies like the VA are all working collaboratively, not all on separate agendas, but on a unified agenda to make the world a better place for people that are facing dementia today, for those who support those people living with dementia, and to make sure we have fewer people in the future that have to go down this path. I mean, Ian, that's, you know, you say that and it sounds so beautiful the way you see it, say it. That's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of people to try and, um, you know, herd cats, I think is the saying. But, um, I, you know, I think people don't really understand Alzheimer's and dementia until it happens in their life. And then there's a branding that they can't ever let go of. And there's a deep love and respect for people who are caregiving what do you find um, there's a stigma that exists with people living with Alzheimer's disease? And I know you recently tweeted something, I think that really stuck with folks about you. I think you said this day and every day, remember the beauty in each person living with Alzheimer's disease and other, another form of dementia. Can you talk a little bit about what that stigma is? 
Sure. Well, I, I, I think in the movement, we've done a really remarkable and successful job raising awareness about Alzheimer's disease and other diseases that cause this set of symptoms that we, we kind of group together under the umbrella term of dementia. We haven't done a very good job, at least not an equally good job, educating the public, the general public, those, to your point, who have not lived this experience about what dementia is and what it isn't. And even the distinction between the pathology, the disease, and the set of symptoms. So imagine if you went to your doctor and the doctor said, I diagnose you with bleeding. Your reaction would be incredulous. You'd look at the doc and you'd say, essentially, no, duh, I know I'm bleeding. I'd like to know why. We have a situation in this country where a lot of people get diagnosed with dementia, which is a set of symptoms terrifying to people that haven't seen it up close and frankly terrifying to a lot of people that have seen it up close right but very little education and awareness and understanding and genuine compassion building and support building around the underlying diseases and i think if people understood better that we're talking about diseases just like emphysema is a disease diabetes is a disease cancer is a disease all big scary things but we can wrap our head around it and we can figure out how as an individual or a family or a community, we want to address it in a proactive, affirmative, supportive, loving way, affirming way, because we think of those things as diseases, not simply as a set of symptoms. So if we only talked about the symptoms of diabetes and we never talked about the disease and the cause and the ways that you can modify your life to deal with the disease and its symptoms. Well, I think we wouldn't have made the progress we've made against diabetes. Still an enormous problem, but one we're capable as a society of confronting and improving the quality of life of people who have diabetes and figuring out how to prevent diabetes or slow its progression because we've had a much more sophisticated, mature conversation as a country about diabetes or cancer or emphysema. We still need that in the space of Alzheimer's disease and the other diseases that can lead to this set of symptoms we cause that we call dementia. And joining us on Caregiver Crossing today is Ian Kramer, Executive Director at Leaders Engaged on Alzheimer's Disease, also known as LEAD. And Ian, I want because of this pandemic, we are learning how drugs come to market, how we get them. We're learning about the, the money involved, um, the, the, the quickness of it all, and finding this cure and finding a vaccine. And I've asked others that deal with things like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ALS, you know, what does this do for you and your organizations and your missions in seeing all of this money thrown into this particular uh, pandemic? Um, and I just want to know what your thoughts are now, because I think of, I've had a mother-in-law with Alzheimer's who passed away earlier this year. And, um, you know, watching, watching how that progressed and all we wanted was we were thinking we just need a cure. We just need to find something to slow this progression. Would all the money in the world help to find a cure or could it be just someday we just may not, there just may not be a cure? So a lot of really great questions packed in there, and I'll, I'll try to hit them briefly. Yes, we will find a cure. It will not be immediate, and it will not be thorough right out of the gate. So what I mean by that is that in every disease state where we have eventually gotten to the point where we can outright cure people who acquire the disease, and again, let's think of the example of cancer. We don't cure everyone who gets every type of cancer, 
but literally millions of people who would have been facing a death sentence, a guaranteed death sentence with a cancer diagnosis, even 10 years ago, now survive. Never mind 40 years ago when very few people were surviving. We've radically changed the landscape. We can and we will do that in Alzheimer's disease and these other diseases that cause dementia. But it's not going to be fast and it's not going to be complete out of the gate. So in every disease state where you eventually get a medication or a, a non-medication kind of therapy that can cure a disease, there's something called a first in class. The first drug or the first non-drug therapy that clears the Food and Drug Administration's review process and is judged to be safe and effective. Those are the two standards a drug needs to meet or a device needs to meet for FDA to approve it to be used. First in class never ends a disease, but it begins the journey toward ending the disease. So we are on the cusp, we hope, of the first disease-modifying drug for Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. FDA is currently reviewing a drug from a biopharmaceutical company called Biogen. That review should be completed later this year or early next year. And we will get an answer from FDA as to whether FDA judges that biogen drug to be safe and effective in halting the progression of Alzheimer's disease for people in a very early stage of the disease. It's not clear whether that drug will have the same effect of halting the progression of the disease for those who are in a more typical, kind of publicly understood stage of Alzheimer's, that more mid or late stage where the dementia is very severe. But for people that are very early in the course of the disease, we may, may have our first breakthrough as early as the beginning of the new year. Wow. Wow. It would be incredible for us to be alive and see that. So you know, Ian, I'm sorry we have to wrap up because there's so much more we could talk about, but please come back and visit us on Caregiver Crossing. And if people want to be, you know, aware, supportive, involved, how can they find more information about your organization? Right. So I would I'll quickly say four things people should do. First thing, doesn't involve the lead coalition. Skip us and call your member of Congress. And you can reach your member of Congress by calling 202-225-3121. Tell the operator who answers what state and town you live in. They will connect you with your member of Congress, and then you can call back and be connected with each of your U.S. senators. Tell all three of those elected officials, fund Alzheimer's research. That's the whole message. They'll know what to do from there. Second one is, if any of your listeners want to be involved in Alzheimer's or other dementia research, either looking for drugs that will help us treat the disease or cure the disease, or improve, have research to improve caregiver support, go to alz.org slash trial match, T-R-I-A-L-M-A-T-C-H. And there you'll find studies that you can volunteer for. Third is, if you want to tell your story and help break stigma by sharing what this experience really is about, the good and the bad, Go to www.usagainstalzheimers.org and you can share your story and become an advocate. And then lastly, talk to your doctor every opportunity you get about brain health. And if you are, uh, I would just do that on an annual basis to get a brain health checkup. And if you're a Medicare beneficiary, you can get a free annual brain health checkup under what's called the Annual Wellness Visits Cognitive Assessment Benefit. 
So do those four things. You'll help us in our movement make the world a better place. Fantastic advice. Um, Ian Kramer, Executive Director at Leaders Engaged on Alzheimer's Disease. Thank you so much for the work you're doing and for being with us today on Caregiver Crossing. So we'll hope to talk with you again soon. Great. Thank you all. For the rest of you, we will be back next week with another uh, Caregiver Crossing episode for you. So until then, take care of each other and we'll see you next week.